Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Five months have passed since Hamas brutally attacked Israel, launching a vicious war for Israel's very survival. As Israel fights for her existence, so many people around the world, even in America, Israel's greatest ally, have turned their backs on the Israeli people right when they need friends the most. Friends like us. The International Fellowship of Christians and Jews is on the ground in Israel, delivering critically needed emergency supplies to those suffering right now. There is an immediate need for essentials like food, medicine, and emergency supplies for hundreds of thousands of suffering Jews. Many cannot return to their homes because of rocket fire in the north from Hezbollah. Israel is in desperate need and that's why I'm partnering with the fellowship today. Every donation is urgently needed. To give to IFCJ, visit supportifcj.org. That's one word supportifcj.org your gift will be matched to double in impact and help provide twice the support supportifcj.org god bless and thank you if you are an accredited investor u.s oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio visit labradorenergy.com beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns when you invest with labrador energy you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income according to many sources u.s oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax advantaged income investments available visit labradorenergy.com you may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, and 15 gigs of data and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash jesse and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, go to puretalk.com slash jesse to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it 
until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one, get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. How many successful slave revolts have there been in the history of the world? Anyone? 10, 15, 5. Anyone want to guess before I give out the answer? The answer is 1. There has been, in the history of the world, one successful slave revolt. Amazing, isn't it? When you think about slavery, when you think about the institution and how it is the history of the world, no matter who you are, you're listening to the sound of my voice. Isn't it amazing to think about that somebody in your heritage has been a slave Somebody in your heritage has owned one. It is common. This era we live in now, this is the tiny little blip in history. So all that time, throughout the ages, one person or a few people have been able to own and oftentimes abuse other people in only one time, the majority has been able to rise up and actually take power and keep it? Why? Why is that the case? Why do they fail? Time and time and time again, they fail. Why do they fail? It's fascinating. How many things in history can you say have only happened once? It's amazing. So let us talk about that one time briefly today. Haiti. Now, It wasn't called Haiti back in the period we're going to. If you're curious, it was called Saint-Domingue. I'm not going to do that thing. It's just not my thing where I refer to it as Saint-Domingue for the the duration of the show. Because I want to be historically accurate. 
It was called something different, all right? But you know what is Haiti. Let's simplify things here. We're talking about Haiti. Haiti, you already have an image in your mind of this absolutely destitute, crappy, poor country as it is today. And it is very much so a dump, a total dump. However, there was a time, isn't this amazing to think about how times change? This is why I'm always okay with the changing of the times because they always do. Haiti was once one of the richest countries in the entire world. Isn't that incredible? And why was it so rich? Well, we'll get to that in just a second. But just know that Haiti, half French, half Spanish at our time, at the time we're going to be talking about today. The French owned the West, the Spanish owned the East, and that is going to come back into play here shortly. However, the island itself, as you can imagine, no matter who owns which part of it, the island is famous for one thing and one thing only, and you cannot possibly put into words how valuable this was, sugar. Sugar was gold back then. Sugar is still obviously incredibly valuable today, but you can grow it a lot more places. You can just flat out create it in a lab somewhere if you want, but don't ever convince you. Ah, people were so much different back then. People are people. And all those years ago, 200 years ago, they liked sweet food too. They liked cake and candy back then, just like you like it. They liked a little sugar in their coffee back then, just like you like it. Sugar was huge. But also, remember, sugar is rare. And in Haiti, it just happens to be the perfect environment for it. It's so valuable that France essentially had a choice to make. This is, we're not going to go into this today. This is about a hundred years before this. France had a choice to make of, you can have all of Canada really, or you can have a couple tiny islands in the Caribbean. And France said, oh, we'll take the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we will. And we need to clarify something because this is actually going to matter for the conditions of our story. You and I don't think often enough about air conditioning, the ability to cool our buildings. It sounds so simplistic, but when I say things today like the Caribbean, beaches, it conjures up an image in your mind, in my mind, of a nice resort, maybe under the cabana, couple hours by the beach. Oh, look, waiters bringing back the pina coladas, baby. It's going to be a good day. And then, you know, an hour or two. Ah, man, you know, I'm a little hot. Let us retire to eat an air-conditioned lunch and then head up to our room. We'll set the thermostat at 66 degrees, maybe catch an in-room movie. Very nice, very pleasant. Hey, you know what? We'll pop in the beach again tomorrow before, before it gets too hot. That's the Caribbean now. It's wonderful. Not so wonderful 
before the invention of air conditioning. The South itself, the American South, you and I think about it. I did a long tour through Charleston at one time, and they just went on and on about how miserable it used to be in the summertime. Oppressively hot. They don't even have electricity for fans or swamp coolers. You're just in it. Just stuck there with the mosquitoes and the heat, sweating all day long. So when I say the Caribbean back at this time, no, we are talking miserable hot tropics with zero escape. Zero. You're just immersed in soup. That's why up north was so popular. Why do you think most of America settled up in about New York? Why? There are places all over America today. Montana. It's hard to find a house with air conditioning in it. Why? You don't need it. Underrated. Back to the Caribbean and the sugar. Sugar is an, a funny thing. Comes from can, uh, uh, obviously sugar cane, and the French in Haiti, they need slaves in their mind. Slavery is an odd thing in that not only is it morally repugnant. Overall, it's terrible for an economy, for a country, I should say. Slavery is one of those things that maximizes profits. There's nothing better than having a big fat zero in the old labor column on the profit loss. However, you eliminate any middle class, which really guts your country. You'll see that here in a moment. You, all you do is create a caste system. Essentially, slavery is great in black and white, great for profit loss is what I mean, bad for a culture. It just does not work. And Hades was somehow worse than any other place I've ever seen. Hang on. Listening to the Jesse Kelly Show. You're welcome. They're talking about printing and spending more money. Have you seen the latest news on the deficit for this year alone? I cannot stress this enough. For this year alone, over $3 trillion. You already know how this story ends. You know how it ends. It ends the same way for every nation it's ever ended that way. Go get a gold IRA to make sure you're not wiped out financially when this financial system does what we know it's going to do. Gold Alliance will walk you through the process. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They know what they're doing. Go to goldalliance.com slash Jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. Get that gold IRA today and protect your retirement. Jesse Kelly. Back soon.
The Haitian slavery system is barbaric beyond belief. And you can do this thing. I just, I'm sorry, I have to go off on this. You need to be so careful what histories you consume. You need to consume lots of different ones so you can see how it's presented different ways. It is the most tiresome, taxing thing in the world to find real information on anything to do with black people anymore. It's awful. You can't because it's this modern system of everybody has to atone for everything in the past that we have to apologize. And no matter what happens, if somebody's black, they have to be presented as a saint and excused and everything's fine. And the white people have to be presented like crap. That is not history. People are people. They are good and bad. All of them. And this one was so brutal to try to comb through because you can find literally pages on the on the horrible things white people did to the slaves back then and they did believe me the, this was demonic stuff and you can't i must have looked this is no exaggeration through 25 30 sources to try to find some detail on the horrible things done when the, re- when the slave revolt happens by the black people to the white people, you can't find a word. Not a peep. I even listened to two or three podcasts on it. Of course, everyone is, well, you have to understand what was done before. Just tell me the history. I don't need you to make excuses for this person or that person. Tell me the history. Give me the facts. Be careful out there. Be very careful. Who's teaching your kids what you're reading what you're watching because, man, history, it's not slanted sometimes. Oftentimes, I've found it to be the most horribly slanted thing. Give me the history. But before we get to the revolt, let's address why it was so brutal in Haiti. One, let's not forget, it was the Caribbean. I just elaborated why that was so bad. Two, Because sugarcane is so labor-intensive, they were killing these slaves, working them to death. And I mean working them to death, 12, 15 hours a day, and they were starving them. They weren't giving them enough food, which is odd, because I need to clarify the, the class system in Haiti at the time. There were white plantation owners, uh, stupid wealthy. And I mean some of the wealthiest people in the world because they were essentially, I mean, they had a monopoly on the, the product everybody in the world wanted. I Really wealthy. Then there were slaves. Okay, you know about those two people. The slaves made up about 90% of the population of Haiti. But there were two other classes that are going to come into play, and this is odd. There were white non-slave owners. And these people were pretty stinking resentful for the most part of everyone. You need to think of them as lower middle class. Oftentimes they worked for the slave owners as either slave overseers 
or they ran you know, a small shop out in town, a small candy shop, certainly not doing well, but okay. So you have them. And then there were the mixed race people, white and black. And this is where they came from. They came from white plantation owners for the most part, bedding down with slaves, sometimes willingly, sometimes very much not willingly, which again, you can't even, that's just such an unimaginable horror. Imagine that for a woman. However, in one of the oddest things I can find, I, I honestly, I found this to be so weird. Those mixed race children were treated very well in Haiti's society. They were, and this ended up creating more resentment from the lower middle class white people. You could own plantations as a mixed race person. You were high society. They would send them, these white plantation owners would send their mixed race kids. They weren't shunned. They would send them to Europe, to elite universities. It's a very odd. Uh, this, this, this story today is very odd. It's not going to track down the normal tracks you think of. Honestly, obviously race comes into play a lot in this. But, boy, it's just a weird class warfare going on. It's very, very weird. And that's the system. Now, back to the slaves and the plantation owners. They're working them to death, and it was so dumb. The, the, the setting aside the morality of it, the economics of it got out of balance, and this is what I mean. Let's say you are a plantation owner and you own these slaves. It actually was cheaper to feed them less food and crappy food and not give them the medical attention and let them die and just bring in new slaves that it was to feed them well and treat them well. And let's do another brief pause here for a moment. As we've talked about before, not that any of us would ever want to be a slave for any reason, but the conditions of being a slave completely ran the gamut throughout history. There were slaves all over human history that were Educated, fed, hospitalized, treated well, allowed to marry, lived in a home. I mean, in Roman times, most of the tutors and things like that were slaves. I mean, shoot, it was it was not bad. And, of course, it goes clear down to the lowest of the low. Many, if not most, of Haiti's slaves, although they had slaves that were treated better than others. We'll get to one of those in a moment. But many of Haiti's slaves were just treated like freaking cattle working them to death and they would work them to death and there were ships arriving from West Africa with new shipments of slaves every day because they just considered these poor people to be human fodder work them into the ground and in comes the next ship of slaves and work them into the ground and in comes the next ship of slaves but that's going to become a problem too for a reason you're probably not thinking of we'll get to that in a moment when you're working people to death like that and you're, you're immersing them in conditions like that, the human spirit is what it is. And there's always going to be a little mini revolt here and a little pushback there. 
And so they just, it's not as if this stuff never happened in America or something like that, but this is just these conditions. I mean, they, it, it looks worse than the Romans. They would burn slaves alive. They would break them on the wheel. You know what breaking on the wheel is? They lay you down on a gigantic wheel and tie your limbs stretched out, and they take a club, hammer, whatever it is, and proceed to break all your bones before they kill you. It's a historically awful way to die. They would load these slaves in barrels with spikes lining the inside of them and roll them down the hill. They would bury them in anthills. They would take them into the swamps and tie them to stakes and let the mosquitoes eat them to death. They would feed them to dogs. This is the worst place on earth. Let's clarify that. Hang on. Never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Conditions for the slaves on Haiti are not good, and they're juxtaposed against these plantation owners who, as I said before, are the richest people in the world. This is the worst place in the world. Terrible place. And what happens in the United States of America? The Americas, Americans have a revolution. Okay, that's something. It's, it's not really helping us here in Haiti, all right? But then a French revolution, maybe you've heard of it, comes about. This is just pre-Napoleon time here. 1790s. And the French revolution was, I mean, it was terrible. Let's be honest about it. The French revolution was terrible. But at the time, it was a casting off 
of royalty, a casting off of the previous system of all the rich people who were in charge. And this starts to spread. Remember, even back in this time, before text messaging and Twitter and email, word always gets around, especially when you are an island with ships coming in and out every single day and new slaves coming in every single day. Here's two, two reasons why that's important. Obviously, there are slaves who are born slaves on the island and raised as slaves. However, because conditions are so terrible and you're killing them, you're always importing new adults. These new adults have, one, known freedom with their tribe back in Africa. Two, get word. They speak languages. They can understand news. They get news, too. Three, are various levels of or have various levels of education. Now, not a ton of formal education amongst them, but you have, remember, slavery, the slave trade was an ugly bit of business over there in West Africa. You have African tribes hunting down other rival tribes and capturing them and dragging them in and selling them as slaves. Sometimes, oftentimes, Who are you capturing and then selling as a slave? Warriors. Guys in the army. Some of these grown men slaves you're hauling into Haiti, they were war leaders. They were essentially what you'd consider generals or chiefs not too long ago. You're not hauling in a bunch of dainty butterflies here. You're hauling in men who were just leaders bringing them in, and they get word that they are casting off royalty in France. And these slaves who outnumber the masters, the plantation owners, 10 to 1, 11 to 1, 12 to 1, depending on what you read, they decide enough is enough. They decide it's their time. They have a meeting out in the wilderness And at this meeting, uh, there are a million and one stories about what happened there. For all we know, the meeting didn't even happen. It was just one of these things they made up after. But at this meeting, they decide, it's on, Jack. Let's go killing. And they go killing. They talk about, there are stories about sailors 10 miles off the coast of Haiti being able to read in the firelight created from Haiti, they go return that living hell on these plantation owners. And from what I could find on it, it just sounds like the worst nightmare of your life. As you can imagine, people who've been treated this way time and time and time again, finally decide they've had enough and they get their hands on machetes They're storming into plantation owners' homes in the middle of the night with women there, with children there. They're chopping off limbs. They're ending lives. They're walking around in the streets with heads on spikes. Like I said, this entire thing, from the slavery to the slave revolt, this is the worst place on the planet. 
I know you're curious about what's happening with the lower middle class whites. Well, that's a, a bit of a mixed bag. Sometimes they're spared. Sometimes they're very much not spared. Sometimes they're involved. Remember, every it, it wasn't a skin color thing. Every white person on the island didn't A, own slaves, or B, treat them poorly. Lots of times there were white people who were completely innocent, who were slaughtered and raped and murdered. And lots of times there were white people who had treated black people very well. And you'll have someone step in at the end, a slave, and say, no, 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 no. You, you don't touch these guys. They're good. There were tiny stories of heroism and good, but it was an ugly bit of business. And I don't want to act like this was a single night affair. The entire Haitian Revolution took 12 years. It was ugly. But there's this man named Toussaint. That's his first name. I'm not going to go into his last name. I don't want to bore you with details. But this man, Toussaint, was originally a slave on the island of Haiti. He had an owner. His owner taught Toussaint to read. His owner was one of these guys who treated his slaves different than others. He eventually freed Toussaint, propped him up for a new life. By this point, Toussaint was a plantation owner. And remember when I said it's not really as clear-cut as skin color and it never is? Toussaint was also a slave owner. This revolution breaks out. Toussaint actually goes to his former master's home to make sure he protects him. He's not involved in the revolution. He just goes to the plantation owner's home, makes sure he protects him. But he's also surveying the scene of the slave revolt. And what he sees is disaster coming because they have no direction at all. This was a very odd revolt. And it wasn't, there wasn't a constitution. There wasn't a specific goal. It was just rage and murder. Understandable when you're raised in that environment, but there was nothing there. So Toussaint gathers what he can figure are the leaders of this. And what I say what he can figure, remember how confusing this is. It's not, we like to say things like slaves as if it's all one thing. Well, no, they all come from different plantations. They own different, they, they have different families. And taking it clear back, we say they all come from Africa or West Africa. You know how many different tribes there are in West Africa? Different cultures all over the place. So many, many, many leaders rose up. It wasn't one thing. In fact, many different languages were spoken. Obviously, French is one of the main ones. But frankly, even to this day, France, French has kind of merged with this Haitian language. It's hard for people who just speak French to understand what anyone's talking about in Haiti. It's different. It's confusing. He gathers people together and says, yo, yo, this is, we need a direction here. We have to figure out something here. Let's do some things. Let's get organized. Let's reach out for some powerful help because he's educated enough to know these revolutions always fail. You need some help. Now, how long have you been listening to my show? How many history stories have you heard me tell? Let's just call this 1800. If you're rebelling on an island run by France and you wanted some powerful help, who are a couple people you might reach out to? 
Spain, who owns the other part of the island. He decides, let's go to Spain and let's see if we can get some help. And Spain, watching France lose its most profitable island, is all, yep, I think I will get involved. But the plantation owners have connections, too. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. On air and online at jessekellyshow.com. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Spain is licking their chops. They think they might as well just have the whole island. Yeah! Of course, Toussaint. We'll help you out. Here's some arms. Here's some uniforms. You need food? We got food, too. Let us know what you need. Well, Britain is certainly not going to pass up this opportunity either. They're not going to pass up an opportunity to take a big steaming dump on France, especially after that crap they just pulled in the American Revolution just before this. And they're not going to allow Spain to take over all that money and sugar in Haiti. Britain starts sending navies. France now has a real problem on its hands. You see, they're still going through their own revolution, figuring out their own path forward. But they can't give up Haiti. They have to do something. France does something. Honestly, I don't know what else they could have done. And they're current political situation that there was just nothing else they could have done. France simply goes over to Tucson and these slaves. And there's a story about a slave delegation going to France and giving some speech that was, you know, really heartened about how we should be free. Like you're free. And, and that's what did it. That's a bunch of crap. France goes over there. I mean, I'm sure that happened, too, but France goes over there and says, all right, uh, uh, you guys can all be free. Just uh, stay in France. You're, you're still French. We, we take it back. You're all free now. Everyone has freedom. Look how great freedom is. You're all free. Just don't go with the Spanish or the British. You see, French France was trying to keep a hold of their little honey hole. All right. Works out well. 
This guy, Toussaint, who would really become the de facto leader of the Haitian Revolution, makes himself military dictator for life, of course, right away, as they all do. Everybody who ever leads a revolution ends up into a tyrant. I mean, we would be very grateful you're an American because we're like the one that didn't do that. And things began to go very, very, very poorly in Haiti. Toussaint realizes you're Haiti. You offer absolutely nothing of value besides sugar. However, sugar has an insurmount. I mean, it has, it has it, a value we can't even conceive of today. So he starts going around and telling people, we have to make sugar. I know we're not slaves anymore. No more slavery. We're not chopping your hands off and stuff, but we got to make sugar, period. Starts basically begging, borrowing, stealing. Please make sugar, make sugar. You know, paying people. Some plantations start up again under black ownership when people were paid to do it. But again, remember who we're dealing with here. These are freed slaves. These are people who were free and remember being free, and now they're stuck in Haiti, and I still have to, wait, I still have to work sugar? I don't care if you're paying me or not. Thanks for not feeding me the dogs, but this still sucks. They're not pleased. It's an unsettled situation, to put it mildly. And there's still all kinds of tension between the lower middle class white people, between the mixed race people, There's just tension everywhere. And what happens next, not in Haiti, but what happens next, everybody, in France right about this time? Napoleon takes over. Napoleon takes over, and he says, wait, I'm sorry? We're having problems in Haiti? Hold on. You did what? You freed All the black people in Haiti? That's going to be a no for me. And word gets back to Haiti very, very quickly. Uh, This Napoleon guy is not with us. Not at all. Napoleon, however, needs to, wants to have a show of force. So he sends the largest French fleet ever at that time over to Haiti. Troops, a French Navy, and they have a nasty, nasty, nasty little war. The atrocities are beyond belief in this war on both sides. In the end, Napoleon gets, it's not that he loses, I mean, he does lose, but he simply doesn't have time and resources to invest in uh, an island across the Atlantic when he's busy trying to take over and successfully taking over virtually all of continental Europe. So he really just kind of has to cut loose and walk away. If you're curious about Toussaint during this whole French time when he sends the Navy over there, Napoleon actually has the man arrested. Toussaint says that he should be tried as a general Napoleon's like, no, you're a dirtball, and he ends up dying in a French jail. So his story ended poorly. His second-in-command took over and did very, very well. They had accomplished military people 
on the freed slave side, on the Haitian side. Like I said, not all these guys were just, you know, uneducated slaves. They were war leaders and stuff like that in there. They did very, very well. And eventually they cut it loose. Now, you and I need to ask ourselves some hard questions, don't we? Hang on. Home title theft is sweeping across this country right now. And this happens with crime from time to time. How much history on this show do we talk about? You know this. Crime usually outpaces law enforcement. They can't foresee these things coming. This thing, they don't have a handle on it. It's easy money for cyber thieves. Your home title's online. They will find it, hack into it, Take it, forge your signature on it, and I cannot stress this enough. I saw it when it happened to me. It looks so real. My jaw hung open. You know how hard it is to shock me? My jaw hung open. It looks real. They take a loan out against it. You have to pay that loan back, and your only thing to stop them is Home Title Lock. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code radio Get 30 free days of protection. We talk a lot on this show about culture. American culture, culture in different historical places, and the culture of your founding, I have found to be so critical for how the rest of your existence goes. It sets you on a path. It puts you on some kind of a direction. Look, let's be honest. The reason we are so wealthy and free and powerful is our founders didn't want to be tyrants. They wanted this to be a free Christian nation. They put us on that path. Here's a constitution. We'll try to make it happen. And we have gone that direction. Freedom-loving people. But think about everything we just talked about. And let me ask you, what was Haiti's cultural founding? Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show.
80. Currently the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. 189 countries went on the Human Development Index in 2019. Haiti was 169th on the list. Their education system is garbage. Their healthcare system is garbage. Their economy is garbage. And because they're so poor, they can't build solid enough structures, so they're constantly being wiped out by natural disasters. You realize, as an American citizen, and I say this as somebody who has seen suffering from hurricanes. I live here in Houston. I was here for Harvey. I've been other places where there have been hurricanes. I'm not discounting hurricane suffering here that exists But you realize hurricanes in America are a blip on the radar. Maybe a specific area will flood. Obviously, everybody remembers Katrina. You get a hurricane in Haiti where the structures aren't made like American structures are. Hurricanes flatten towns. No, I didn't write out my one of my hurricanes in Haiti, Chris. I wrote it out in Jamaica. Even young Jesse wouldn't have gone to Haiti for a freaking vacation. That's going to be a no for me. But why? I mean, people talk about the Haitian Revolution as some huge success story, and I guess obviously it is. And to their credit, this was this inspired other peoples around the world and such. That's fine. That's good. But life is a disaster in Haiti to this day. To this day, life is a disaster in Haiti. It's awful. Because of culture. I'm not blaming them. But the culture was a bunch of different cultures. And what was the goal? You remember back at the beginning of it, what was the goal? Revenge. Violence. And I'm not blaming them at all. Let me tell you what. You treat me like that, my family like that, my friends like that, I'll be there with the machete in my hands too. But that's how the culture began. I see so many people on the right, so many people on the right constantly carping about, oh, we don't need to get involved in the culture war. Oh, that's so distasteful. Oh, we don't have, just who cares about that? The culture war is the only thing that matters. There is nothing else without the culture. These people on the right who are constantly finding reasons to try to appear more tolerant. Oh, just let them have this. Let them have that. They're the reason you can't turn on a television show anymore without being immersed in leftist crap, video games, music, school. It has to stop. 
and we can't even get we can't even get our elected leaders, people we look to to do a single thing to fight back against it. Do you remember what Big Tech did just just a few days ago? Do you remember what they did with the Hunter Biden story? Big Tech. They took a story about Hunter Biden damaging emails, things that looked real bad for Joe Biden, conflict of interest all over the place. And the New York Post, not some not some tabloid rag, the New York Post put up an article detailing these things with details all over it. It's not like they didn't have information here. And the big tech companies, we already went over this, not only blocked anybody from linking to the article, they blocked and still have the have blocked the New York Post account. Then they blocked the White House press secretary over it. Then they blocked the House Judiciary Committee for the GOP over it. Going all in, then doubling down, then tripling down. And people were out there saying, ah, these guys, they're crazy. Oh, man, they unleashed the fury now. The hand of God is going to come down now. They've pushed things too far. And remember who told you? Nah. They know exactly who they're dealing with. They know exactly what they're dealing with. If Big Tech had any fear at all, any at all, that the GOP was actually going to engage in this war, they would have backed off immediately. Remember who told you that? I did. Headline, looking at it right now from Politico. Senate panel delays vote to subpoena Twitter and Facebook CEOs as some Republicans waver. Don't bother looking into it. This was all done on an anonymous basis. Believe me, I was going to name names for you. But of course some Republicans wavered. You can't actually do anything as a Republican. Oh, don't get me wrong. You... You have to tell your supporters you're going to do something. When you're running for re-election, you have to send out email after email after email saying you're going to do something. Just elect me this time and we will do something. But you can't you can't actually do it, right? I mean, do you know Do you know the mean things the papers will say if I actually do something? Do you have any idea how many hard questions I'll be asked if I have to to actually do something? Ooh, we can't have that. I don't I don't want I mean I don't want to actually I don't want to make enemies. I can't have people being mad at me. No, I I I want I still want all the steak dinners and stuff. I just want to look. I have to get reelected, and to get reelected, 
I have to tell the base you know, that I'm going to do something about it. But don't worry, I'm not going to actually do it. Gosh, are you crazy? I think it's time you and I have to accept that maybe this party isn't working anymore. I understand you're you're happy with Trump. Look, I'm I'm very happy with Trump too. But remember, a party's a lot more than just one man. This party's got to exist post Trump. Maybe we need to move on. Maybe we do. Let me ask you, what am I getting? I understand it's better than Democrats. I get that. But what is that saying anymore? How difficult is it to be better than the Democratic Party? I get that. What am I getting now with the GOP? Tell me what I'm getting. Explain it to me. What am I getting? Oh, maybe they'll defund Planned Parenthood next time. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. Maybe the worst thing about home title theft is you don't know what's happening. It's just, it's not, look, it's not like somebody holding a gun in your face on the sidewalk and demanding your wallet. When they do this, you don't have any idea. Honestly, the first time most of these people they talk about it, the first time they realize what's happening is when they get their second or third late notice in the mail from a bank. You don't even realize it on the first late notice because what would you think? Some bank you've never done business with sends you a a, a, a letter saying you're delinquent? You would think, wow, it's just junk mail. Just throw it away. They got the wrong house. It's junk mail. Only they keep sending them. Now they're calling, too. And you realize you've got a problem on your hand, and only then do you dig in and find out, uh uh-oh, someone stole my home title. Go get home title locked so it doesn't happen to you. HomeTitleLock.com. Do not forget to use the code RADIO. Get 30 days for free. People are asking how the dog thing is going at the house. Allow me to give a little update on the dog. The dog is cool. I am generally enjoying the dog. I am spending as much time training my family as I am training the dog. This is what I mean by that. I grew up with dogs. I know about dogs. My wife, although she has been a pet freak her whole life, never had a dog, which is so weird. It was always the weird pets like pats and or, or cats and birds and things like that. My boys have never had one at all. And 
I mean, there are so many parenting parallels, but they struggle parenting the dog sometimes. Definitely the kids do. Not so much the wife, but definitely the kids do. And I see parents struggle like this all the time. So let's have a little lesson here. We like to think of everything, puppies especially, but people too. As being cute and precious and everything's fine. There's a, there's a good heart in there. No, it's an animal. It's an animal that has to be taught. If there's something wrong with your dog, there's something wrong with you and your methods. If there's something wrong with your eight-year-old and he's a rude, selfish little brat, that ain't on your eight-year-old. That's on you. Dogs, right now, this is the situation. He's in that toddler puppy phase, like 10, 11 weeks old. He's running around gnawing on stuff. You know, he's a puppy. He's, it, it, it's not hurting anything. But starting to growl a little. Starting to snap. You know how many times that dog snapped and bit me? Once. He decided that was not a good idea to ever do again. You know how many times that dog snapped and bit at my wife? couple times and I had to talk to her he doesn't do that anymore my youngest very similar to me I sat down with him had a long talk yeah he doesn't snap and bite my youngest anymore he snapped last night at my oldest who's a more gentle soul bit him bit through his pants bit through his boxer shorts he was okay he's a puppy look he's, it's okay it's fine it's not the dog's fault and my oldest was distraught had a sit down with him, and I simply explained to him and my youngest that dog is an animal. He's a pack animal. That's what dogs are. They're all pack animals. You've introduced that dog to a new home. That dog doesn't know anything about anything, but that dog does know this. He has to find out where he sits in the pecking order of the home. And he's going to climb as high in that pecking order as you allow him to climb. The dog is now very, very, very aware he is not going to climb up to my level in the pecking order. Mind your P's and Q's around me or you're not going to enjoy it. And... That's so much better, I've tried to explain to them. Once you drive that point home, it only takes a few times. Now I get home at night, the dog is charging over to me. I'm picking him up. He's licking my face. I'm petting him, cuddling with him. It's, it's awesome now. Now we've established who's running things and who's the pet now that we've established it. But you have to establish it. If you don't... Here's how it ends. And I had this talk with my oldest last night. This story ends with that dog, through no fault of his own, getting a little bigger, a little stronger, finds himself 50, 60, 70 pounds here. 
and hurting my oldest in a significant way. And you can say this is harsh, and maybe it is. I'm not saying it's right, but I was trying to let them know, one, the truth, and two, the reality of life. I said, I come home one day, and that dog, not as a puppy, not now, but that dog's fully grown, and he has seriously hurt my son. I'll put a bullet in the back of that dog's head right in the yard right there. And the look of shock on their face, they were horrified. And I said, good, you shocked by that? Then get it worked out now and let that dog know he is underneath you so this stuff stops. And to my oldest's credit, he worked on it the rest of the night, making sure that dog was there. I know you think I'm a jerk, and I am. I'd never claim to be otherwise. I am a jerk without morals or a soul. I get that. But I also understand the way the world works. I also understand, like this last Saturday, we have all kinds of stuff we're doing at the house because we ended up buying a house. We bought that house. We were, we were talking about buying, and now we're moving. You know what that? And we'll be moving for a couple months now. No rush. So we have all kinds of extra stuff to do around the house. And we woke up that morning. Kids out of bed Saturday morning. And it was instantly, all right, dig in. We have to do this, 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 and this. We have to glue this back on. We have to paint this. We have to clean this out. We have to dig this. And my sons just dig in. I mean, never. there's never a word of complaint from them. Never, oh, never, oh, do we have to? There's never anything. They get up and they dig in. Boom. Not a, not a word of complaint while they're doing it. They're sweeping. They're digging in. They'll come to me. Uh, is this good enough? And I'll do, you know, the dad thing. Do you think it's good enough? Uh, we'll go back and try again. And they'll go dig in again. You know what I You know. But it's all day. Digging in. And finally we're done. And I'm like, all right, man, you, you earned it. Go play your video games. Your homework's done or whatnot. You go do your thing now. You've, you've earned it. You, do, you put in the work, you can put in the play now. And I was sitting there and had a phone call with my buddy. And he's an older guy. His kids are grown up now. They're off in college. His kids are awesome. And we got to talking about the kids, as us older people do now at this point. And I told him what I just told you about. And I just flat laid out for him. I said, man, I'm floored at how good they are. No complaining, no whining, getting the job done. I'm just floored by it, and I really am. I marvel at them. I can't believe how good my kids are. And he said, well, let me ask you something, Jesse. What would you have done had they started whining? I said, I would have made their life a living hell for the rest of the day. And he said, well, there you go. That's why it's that way. There is trained and there is untrained. If you want your dog, your kids, your whoever to grow up with manners, a work ethic. I'm not saying there's some perfect solution out there. Life happens. People happen. I get it. I may lose one of my kids to addiction one day, God forbid. But that's the, I understand life happens. Believe me, I do. But you have to do the hard things and make them. And if you do that, you never know. You may wake up one Saturday with a 10- and 11-year-old busting their rear end without complaint, and you may sit back and marvel and go, man, I've got really good kids. I've got really good kids, and that's pretty cool. For everything else, 
I've screwed up in this life. And believe me, I've screwed it all up. I got pretty good kids. Hang on. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. CNBC, under the Biden plan, top tax rate of 62%. I actually do not believe at all that many Americans vote on taxes. I believe many of the rich people vote on taxes. I do. But I don't believe most Americans vote on taxes. A a little bit here, a little bit there. And I think the federal government is smart enough and devious enough to know you just kind of raise them up a little and then up a little. Because who doesn't have another 1% or another half a percent? And then it goes that way. But let me just ask you something conceptually. Doesn't it strike you as morally wrong to take 62% of what someone else has earned? No matter what your income level is, I, I don't care. Don't, and let's clarify here, do not do that thing where you get wealth resentment. Guys, I'm mainly talking to you because we are guilty of it the most. I should be making what he makes. Oh, he makes this a year. Screw him. He makes that a year. Screw him. I'm going to tell you something someone told me one time, and it is a fact of life. Gosh, I I wish I could remember who said this so I can give him credit. If you resent success, you will never achieve it. If you resent wealth, you will never make it. Uh, For your own good, forgetting about someone else, for your own good, let that go. Let it go. Doesn't matter if it's it's a guy making 10 million a year or 20 grand a year. 
Doesn't it seem morally wrong to take 62% of it? And let's be frank here. We fought a revolution over that. As one of the things that caused the American Revolution. And think about what that means for the U.S. economy. All else aside, if you want to do that thing, I'd sell you the top tax owners. Those are the people who employ other people. These these plans are so terrible. And I'm going to let this go because I'm not going to bog down on taxes. It gets boring anyway. I'll just say this. I hate that view of the world that all your money is our money. And we're just we're deciding how much of our money we're allowing you to have. That collectivist view of the world is it is something else, man. It is something else. This this popped up yesterday and I've got to, I've got to bring it up. China I saw a headline, coronavirus pandemic has boosted Chinese power in Asia, Australian researchers say. This is from stripes.com. And I saw another one. It said 8 million people have been pushed into poverty in America because of the coronavirus. Well, let's be frank. It's because of the coronavirus lockdowns. It's not because of a virus that kills, that, that 99.7% of people survive. It was the lockdowns. You can hardly blame a virus that's that survivable for the massive push into poverty people have. And this is what's... I need to stop with this because there's something that bothers me and I'll never get satisfaction on it, so I need to learn to let it go. I tell you all the time to learn to let this go or let that go if it's something you can't change. I need to let this go. Accountability. I don't want, I'm not one of these accountability people of let's figure out who to blame for what went wrong. That's not what I'm like. I'm one of these people who wants you to voluntarily step up and say, I was wrong. Let's get this fixed for next time because I hate making the same mistakes over and over and over again. The reason people make the same mistakes over and over and over again is because they never, they never properly analyze things, ever. They never take accountability on things. That is, that's, that's, I mean, you go on a, a military mission, whatever it may be, whether it's a standard patrol somewhere or one of these fancy spec ops super ninja things. Every single time they will have a big hot, you know, a a meeting. They're going to have a meeting. I'll I'll put it that way. They're going to have a gigantic meeting after, and they are brutal about what went wrong, what went right, who screwed up what. And it sounds like from the outside looking in a gigantic, you know, finger pointing session of blame. It is not treated in that way. It is done so the next time it doesn't happen again. So everybody learns from this guy's lesson. Football coaches, especially the good ones, are famous for this. 
They will have, they'll put up film of last game. Look at this idiot. Who is, who's the, where's number 59? Look at this moron. Half the time, they'll make him stand up, embarrass him. Look what he did. It's not a punishment, not totally a punishment. It's a lesson. We have completely, we don't even talk about it anymore. We have completely reordered American society. We have completely reordered American society. Think about all the social distancing signs you see out there. Little spots on the floor. Stand six feet away. Only so many people allowed in the store. Oh, mask up to walk to your restaurant table. You realize that six feet away thing is not really grounded in any reality at all. You you get that, right? Hang on. out catch up jessekellyshow.com one in three adults has pre-diabetes one in three that means it could be you your football buddy your football buddy or you your best man your worst man you your dog walker your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. (gasps) Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Joining me now, this is actually a special treat to me. Um, He doesn't know, but I've been a big fan for a long, long time. Former senator from South Carolina, Jim DeMint. And now has a new book out called They're Lying to You, Ten Lies That Shape Your Truth. Senator, you were always one who was willing to push back against Republican leadership. And I mean push back hard and make enemies. How do we duplicate you? (laughs) Uh, Jesse, it's great to be on your show. I appreciate what you do every day. Uh, what we need to do and what, what I've done the last few years is we, we started an organization called the Conservative Partnership to support people in Congress who are trying to do the right thing. Uh, one of the things that uh, Mark Meadows agreed with me on is there's no benefit package to being a conservative. And most people just give up after a while. It's like beating your head against a wall. But Hopefully, if we can get people together, the Freedom Caucus meets at our place. A lot of, I mean, which you've got some great people in Texas, like Chip Roy and others. Yes, sir. Uh, of course, t- 
Ted Cruz. But so what we're trying to do is just create more of a support system for people who do the right thing. Uh, but um, and hopefully the selection will send us a few more good folks. Um, who knows how it's going to turn out? But I do know this, and it's why I wrote the book, is that the left, the Democrats in this country uh, have created a false reality that they're teaching to our kids. Uh, they're, it's in the media. It's just a bunch of lies. And then they intimidate us if, if we don't believe them. Please elaborate a little bit. Obviously, I don't want you to go down the list of all 10. I want people to get the book, but please elaborate because I, I agree with you completely. They've created this false reality and then they push it on the next generation. We have kids who grow up to believe total lies or truth. What's what's one or two of them? Well, the big one now is that America is racist and evil. They're teaching kids in schools that uh, we, the country actually began in 1619 when the when the first slaves arrived, and, and there's nothing factual about what they're saying. Sure, we've, we've had a history of, of problems, uh, but we have done more than any other country to correct those problems and move in the right direction. But now they're claiming that our country is systemically, intentionally racist, and that's just not true. Uh, and if you try to think our problems are caused by um, things that – aren't true, then you don't solve the problems. And, and that's that's why I put this book out. It's a, it's a short book. We're giving it away free, mostly. I mean, Amazon's charging five ninety nine. I guess they have to make something. But we're mailing it out to as many as we can afford to send it out to, just so conservatives will know how to defend the truth. It's a short book with just facts. Tell me about this Conservative Partnership Institute a little more. What what are you providing? Is it is it a think tank? Is it is it, are you helping these guys? I know these guys lots of times struggle to raise funds because if you're not a you know check all the boxes GOP leadership guy, you get frozen out of money, as you well know. What what are you? What is this institute? Well, we're a nonprofit group, and we're not a think tank. Uh, people don't need any more white papers in Washington. We do everything from help new members get good conservative staff. We train staff. We provide a place where conservatives can get together uh, and, and develop consensus on how to move forward. We convene a lot of conservative groups to get them march, marching in the same direction. We, we've had a war room for the confirmation process, just like we did for uh, the impeachment process, just because what I hear all over the country, Jesse, is, you know, conservatives, Republicans, they never t talk on the same page, but the left is always united in what they're saying. So we're trying to get the whole conservative movement united. We're trying to use the movement to support uh, congressmen and senators. And again, we're a nonprofit. We're not pushing a policy. We're not doing uh, the work of Freedom Works or Tea Party Patriots, but we partner with all of these groups. Uh, that's our whole philosophy is we don't duplicate what anyone's doing. We don't compete with them. We just help them to work together and to be more constructive. Senator, what's something we should be demanding from our elected officials on the GOP side to push back against a culture that, frankly, to be honest, sir, feels lost? It, it does not feel like we're losing the culture war. It feels like we've lost it, and now we have a mountain to climb to get it back and frankly, many, if not most, on our side don't seem interested in doing that, at least the elected people. Well, you're right, and I hear it all over the country. Why don't the Republicans stand up, stand for something? 
I found that when I was in the Senate, particularly that the the Republican platform is not something that most of the Republican leadership is going to support. And if if I would stand up for some of the things in there, they would act like I was the radical. But we need to demand that Republicans stand up for what they say they believe. We need to demand that they defend the truth and, and not cower in front of all these lies. I mean, one of the chapters in the book is that climate change is the biggest threat to mankind. And a lot of Republicans go along with that. But it's just not true. The facts don't support it. Uh, Certainly, climate changes all the time. But man-made carbon dioxide is not raising global temperatures. I mean, you you can prove that with good statistics. But so I just I think Republicans need to be more courageous. They need to work better together and they need to stop cowering to all the intimidation that's coming from the media and, and from, from their own party many times. Why didn't you cower? You, you were famous for this. I mean, it, back in my days when I was famously losing two congressional runs, you were, you, were, you were the one back then who never bowed to it. You, were, you would tick off leadership all the time. Why didn't you break when others did? Well, a big part of it is I term-limited myself, so I knew <laughs> I wasn't— I, I, I said I was not going to serve more than six years in the House, so I knew I wasn't going to be a committee chairman. I didn't have to, you know, cow to the Republican leadership and pay their dues. I did the same thing in the Senate. I wasn't going to run more than two terms I, I, right after my first election. Uh, I mean, I said that. And so, and also, I think the other thing, and it's why I'm so committed to getting good staff, I had conservative staff that helped keep me strong. I, I w- if I took a bad vote and came back to my office, I was going to get heat from people who believed in what I ran on. And that's what every conservative needs is, is, is people in their office who are standing up for what they ran on in their own campaign. So I had a couple of things that I'm trying to make sure other members have. Um, and more than anything else, we need to support them when they do the right thing. Where can people get this book besides just Amazon? The book is They're Lying to You. Where can people get it? Well, if you just uh, type in um, lyingtoyou.org, uh, it'll, it'll pop up. Uh, you can go to conservativepartnership.org and, and order it. And so I think all they're doing on the website is asking for a very small donation. But I hope people will get two or three of them and give them away to people because, again, it's just 120 pages. Uh, we're, we're mailing out about 100,000, but that doesn't obviously cover the country, just giving them away free. Uh, people need to know the truth and just be able to stand up for it. When you believe lies, Jesse, uh, you're enslaved to those lies. The freedom comes when, when you know what is really true. Uh, and that's common sense. It's also a biblical idea. Uh, but um, we, we need to know the truth and be able to defend it. Conservative Partnership Institute, former Senator Jim DeMint. Thank you, sir. Big fan. Thanks, Jesse. Go get that book. Hang on. I trust companies that have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And I'll be frank with you. I know what it takes to have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. That should probably be the first place you look when you're looking for a company to give your business to. Gold Alliance has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. You hear gold IRA and you get all these images in your mind, but one of the ones you get in is, oh, it's going to be complicated and 10,000 phone calls and I can't deal with it right now. 
Gold Alliance makes it easy. They can do this with their eyes closed. They make sure you are well taken care of. They make the entire process easy. Go diversify that retirement account. Get a gold IRA. Go to goldalliance.com slash jesse. That's goldalliance.com slash jesse. Go today, not a couple weeks from now, today. We need to think more about how we handle ourselves in the future. We have reordered American society. Who decided it was six feet away? When did they decide that? That's That was our solution? Everyone just stand apart from each other? As if that's some kind of workable solution? We treated the whole country like a 50-person tribe in Africa. And we've crushed ourselves. Eight million people in poverty. Substance abuse through the roof. Suicide hotlines burning up. I'm not letting it go. I want people who were pushing those lockdowns to stand up and say, this was wrong. I was wrong. We will do better the next time. I want it. Because if they don't do that, then we're going to do the same thing the next time. Hang on. Jesse Kelly Show. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. University research finds a connection between defund the police push and violent crime spike? Wow. Man, I had no idea. I'm glad they dug into this. This is from campusreform.org. A recent spike in homicide rates is connected to fallout from riots and the type of overbearing scrutiny of police seen on American college campuses and nationwide, according to research from a Utah law professor. People. We live in these very weird times. It's why I wanted Jim DeMint on to talk about that book, where complete and total lies are pushed so much And so hard. And the left has so much control of the culture that they can push them from every angle that complete lies 
become cemented in the minds of people as absolute facts. What Jim Dementia said about carbon dioxide, isn't that shocking? Take a moment. For, let's, let's set aside the coronavirus lie for a minute. Take a moment, and I really want you to think about this. Think about all the places you see the, quote, reduce emissions. Talking about reducing carbon dioxide emissions is what they're talking about. And I don't just mean from Democrats. Reduce emissions. Reduce carbon emissions. Carbon dioxide is not changing the Earth's climate. It's, we know this. And yet, this is cemented in the minds of 100% of Democrats and 60 or 70% of Republicans. I see Republicans running for office with reduced carbon emissions ads. It's not true. And people believe it to be true because it got pushed so hard for so long. And what happens is Republicans are too scared, too weak, too stupid to ever change the conversation and play offense. So they play the Democrat game on the Democrat field with the Democrat referees enforcing Democrat rules. And that's why we're always losing the conversation. Always. All the time. We argue now about, well, my way to reduce emissions is better than your way to reduce emissions. My way to reduce emissions, it, it, uh, it, uh, 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 it costs less. It's always something like that. The opposite view is, why do I have to reduce emissions at all? What's wrong with carbon emissions? But we, don't, we, we can't do it. We never do it. And I looked at this headline about the defund the police and the violent crime spike. And I guess a bunch of I guess a bunch of people in Minneapolis are suing because the police have been defunded and now their city's just like a nightmare. Think how much it was pushed for what two, three months that the police were the problem in the black community in the urban black poor communities. That is such an insane, illiterate, fact-free, moronic take that, honestly, if somebody told you that separate from any media push, you would think that person is borderline special needs. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm really not. You would think that person, well, I mean, he probably just has problems. You know, he's, he's okay. He's got problems. Maybe he had a stroke or something. Instead, it gets pushed so much by mass media, social media, video games, movies, music. It gets pushed so much that a complete fabrication ends up getting cemented in the minds of people as if it's a fact. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, police. I could, yeah, they're, I mean, definitely, definitely racist. I mean, Clearly part, of, clearly part of the problem. Maybe not the whole. And then Republicans jump in. And their counter to it was, well, yeah, cops are racist, but they're not totally the problem. Remember Sims, Tim Scott's up there pushing federal police reform bills. It's maddening to watch.
We never, ever change the narrative, set the narrative, set the conversation. We are constantly playing on the left's field, playing the left's game on the left's field with the left's rules and the left's referees, and wondering why we always come up a little short in the game and congratulating ourselves when we lose by a little less. Oh, whoo! Barely lost that one. Pretty much a win. We'll play again next time. We might get a W. We're never getting a W. Never. We're never getting a W. Not like this. Not like this. We push complete lies because the left has such control of the culture, such total control of the culture. It gives them the freedom to invent anything and push it, and they all work together and push the same thing. Oh, okay, the sky is actually green. Okay, the, the sky is green. Let's go. Make a movie about the sky being green. Let's put some celebrity endorsements. The sky is green. Let's run 30 news stories tonight about the sky being green. Oh, this professional athlete. Oh, all of them will jump in. They're all jumping in saying the sky is green. The sky is green. Uh, school teachers, make sure you're telling kids the sky is green. Sky is green. And you're up there looking up at the sky saying it's blue. What? Wait, what? And soon everybody's pointing fingers at you. What are you talking about? The sky's blue. It's green. Haven't you heard the experts? It's the world we live in. And I feel like, I feel like I'm living on a separate one. 877-377-4373. We'll take your calls today. Email the show. Remember, you can email me anything. They all go right to Chris. He prints them out, gives them to me, including your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Send those in. Don't forget, the whole show is podcasted immediately after the show. You can find it on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. When you go to iTunes, subscribe Leave a five-star rating and leave a review talking about how handsome I am. This is important for the future of the show, and it's important to make my bosses angry. We have to be bold enough to counter lies, and we're just not. And we're just not. And if you even bring that up, To these Republicans, go find a Republican. Oh, we're going to reduce emissions. Go find one of these guys and tell him that's a total lie. You know that, right? Here's Here's what the sad part is. In private, they'll agree with you and say, well, yeah, but I can't. I can't say that. Wait, what do you mean you can't say that? Well, if I say that, they'll, I mean, they'll. They'll make me out to be a nut job. They hate you anyway. They're always going to hate you. They're always going to make you out to be a nut job. At least be a nut job who has the balls to tell the truth. I am so sick of it, man. I'm telling you, this Senate panel, this is what happened, Chris. This Senate panel deciding they're not going to subpoena the big tech guys has me fired up something fierce today. 
I got to calm down. You know what? We're, we're going to talk about something else. Hang on. Home title theft can get you evicted from your home. And did you know that home title theft, well, cybercrime's up 75% during the coronavirus lockdowns. What do you think home title theft is doing? It's, just, it's such easy money for these guys. And I'm certainly not cheering these scumbags on, but why wouldn't they do it? If you're a thief with no morals, these home titles, they're not pieces of paper. They're all online now. All you have to do if you're one of these cyber thieves is hack into the cloud and you take as many of these as you want. You forge signatures on them, which is nothing. They look completely real. And then you just go lender shopping. All you have to find is one lender to give you that loan and you walk away with the money. Don't let it happen to you. HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com. Use the code RADIO. Get yourself 30 days of free protection. Joe Biden, Monday morning. Decided to call it a day Monday morning. This is a man campaigning to be president of the United States, two weeks away from the election. Decided to call it a day once again for the day. Only this time he called it a day until Thursday. And he knows he has to work. He can't campaign. Campaigning is the easy part. How is he going to be president of the United States? Even CNN's Jake Tapper is grilling Democrat Senator Chris Coons on this. President Trump visited two swing states yesterday. He's in a third today. I get you don't like what he's saying, but if the Biden campaign is so worried about complacency, where was Joe Biden yesterday? He had a whole day without any public events with less than three weeks to go. Well, Jake, Joe Biden takes no votes for granted. As you know, uh, both Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have crisscrossed the country campaigning uh, in critical, uh, decisive swing states. Not the way that President uh, Trump is campaigning. And I frankly think we can't take... President Trump is campaigning in an unsafe way that doesn't follow the directions of public health experts. Um, Joe Biden has continued to be engaged and effective in laying out a clear plan for how he's going to get us out of this pandemic and the recession that President Trump's bungled mishandling of the pandemic has made worse than it ever needed to be. Okay, look, I take your point on the unsafe rallies that the president's having, but Joe Biden didn't have any events yesterday. I'm not saying he should be having unsafe events. But why is he taking a day off with less than three weeks to go before the election? Jake, Joe Biden has campaigned tirelessly, um, but he has campaigned safely. And as you saw this past week during the national town halls that both of them held, it is a sharp contrast between President Trump, who's frenzied, who continues to lie just incessantly morning, noon and night, uh, and pres excuse me, former Vice President Biden, 
who is laying out a clear and compelling plan. Polling is showing that it's making a difference, particularly with suburban women. But I agree with you uh, that we shouldn't take anything for granted in these last few weeks. Uh, and it is still possible for President Trump to win re-election. That's why I say don't focus on the national polls. Focus on getting out and voting. I would just say that I think it's pretty much the opposite of the word tireless to take a day off. But let's move on. <laughs> That's so salty. That's so salty. But it, it, it obviously, Jake Tapper despises Donald Trump. It was more of a, I'm disgusted with my own guy kind of a thing, which makes it that much more harsh for Joe Biden. Like Jake Tapper is rooting hard for Joe Biden. And even he's all, why aren't you campaigning? What are you doing? And it is, it's really, really, it is, it's yet another thing. The media doesn't really want covered, so it doesn't get pushed. We have, I know we've talked about this before. We have a man running to be president of the United States of America. And ahead in the pools, ahead in all the pools, who cannot physically or mentally do the job of president of the United States of America. And virtually everyone knows it. It's Like I said, like I said before, I feel like I'm living in an alternate planet. Speaking of alternate planet, I need one person to explain this to me because I don't understand it at all. Pecan pie. I have no idea. I have a rule in life, and it is a fact. Don't nut the dessert. I have no idea who in their right mind thought adding nuts to any dessert makes it better, but they were wrong. What, Chris? Baklava. You know what ruins the baklava? The dessert or the nuts in it. Okay? Uh, You see people do How many of us? have been stuck at a party somewhere, birthday probably a kid's birthday party or something, or a neighborhood party. It's boring. Everybody's boring. Oh, but at least I can go get a brownie, and you go take a big bite of the brownie, and there's a gigantic almond or something in it, and you're just like, what is this garbage trash? And then you throw it at the owner, and you run out of the house. That's what I do. Who thought this was a good idea? You don't ever not the dessert never and people and see we're about to get slaughtered with hate mail for this Chris because I live in Texas now and they're all about pecan pie in Texas and we have so many stations across the south now we're about to get crushed jesse at jessekellyshow.com jesse at jessekellyshow.com but I'm telling you right now I don't understand it I simply do not understand this pecan pie obsession. Desserts have to be sweet. And the nuts slaughter that. And I won't stand for it. You know what the perfect dessert is? You want to talk about Southern? Key lime pie. Oh, there's nothing better than a good key lime pie. Oh, gosh. Now I'm starving. Absolutely starving. Oh, forgot to tell you what I had last night, Chris. I went to the mall. 
I had to get a phone for my. I had to get a phone for my kids. My kids, of course, because my sons are animals, they broke their other phone, and they do not know. The answer to your question is no. They do not have a smartphone or anything like that. They have the flip phone, the biggest piece of crap. I actually tell them this is like their second or third phone, and I, I keep making them pay for it. I mean, the idiots keep dropping it in the mud or wrestling with it, but I keep telling them. You're never having a smartphone. I mean, it's going to be years before you have a smartphone. The only reason they have a phone at all is to make phone calls to mom or dad or grandparents. And, of course, they break They break one. I decide I'm going in the mall on the way home. I have to go get a phone. And I actually tell the people in the phone store. They thought they, they were cracking up last night. I was, I was just gabbing with all of them. And they're like, what kind do you want? This, this, this. I said, I want the crappiest phone you have. Well, why? I said, this is for two sons. Okay, not two daughters, two sons. They're going to break this one too. So find the crappiest phone you have and then go back to the back room and find one even crappier than that because that's the one I want to buy. I want it to be able to make phone calls and nothing else. And they're just giggling up a storm. They're scurrying back there and finding me. But $50 more, you can have a smartphone. I don't want a smartphone. I want a dumb phone. I want the stupidest phone, the crappiest phone, because that's all they deserve. And they're laughing, and I finally come up with this phone. I'm walking out of the mall with the phone, and I walk by this cookie shop. There was a place selling, get this, Chris, chocolate chip cookies with an entire Reese's peanut butter cup baked into the middle of it. I don't mean sitting on top. I mean baked into it, so it basically all melted into the cookie, oh my goodness, maybe the best thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. I wish I knew the name of the place. I should have got the name of it so I could plug them on the show today. Oh my gosh, it was great. Here's the best part. It might have been Great American Cookie, Chris. It might have been. And the best part is I walked in the house last night because the boys knew I was getting them a phone. And they're like, what did you get? And I said, good news, boys. I got you once again the worst phone on earth. Enjoy it. And they were just so dejected. <laughs> and then the wife is back there saying, that's so mean. But then totally agreeing with me. Have fun, boys. You want a better phone? Go get a job. I can't work yet. That's a whole lot of not my problem. See? It's important to train these kids. It's important you remind these children of their place in the world. And that is a low, low place of no status. Hang on. Never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Part-time job, full-time hustle, all-time Shiro to all of us. 
You nurture, we listen. You teach, we thrive. You lift our spirits, but we've got to lay down the truth. It's time for you, our Shiro, to stretch for the stars. Start saving more for retirement now so you can feel prepared and live your life to the fullest. Get free tips to help boost your retirement savings now at aceyourretirement.org slash Shiro. A message brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Joining me now, as he does every Tuesday at this time, former Air Force PJ and current host of World News with BK. BK, I, I was going to attempt to avoid this subject with you today. I was going to do everything in my power to not talk about the Jeffrey Tubin incident. However, I realize trying to hold back an Air Force PJ from something he wants to do is hopeless. Jesse, so please just happen. get it off your chest. Let's just get it over with. Please, I haven't even brought it up on the show, so my audience may not even know what you're talking about. Go ahead. All right, Jesse. First of all, you know I'm clearing my entire weekly schedule to deal with this extremely important news story. And uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> because your audience, because your audience, perhaps you haven't talked about it yet. Let's go over the basics. Apparently, Jeffrey Tubin, who everybody knows as the CNN uh, legal analyst and well-known author, as well as a New Yorker columnist, has been suspended for apparently, yes, pleasuring himself on a Zoom chat between members of the New Yorker and WNC Radio. And apparently they were doing some kind of, I don't know, weird uh, election night simulation. And part of that simulation involved, like, taking a break. Like, you know, the, the, all the parties would go and, and gather in their, you know, breakout sessions. And they said during that break that Tubin apparently appeared to make a second phone call, and he lowered the camera, like, towards his genitals, and yes, he did start pleasuring himself, and like everybody saw him do it. And I'm like, bro, what are you thinking? And right. Jesse, I can't. What? Go ahead. You uh, no, go first. No, I, I, I need. I, I guess I need. I, I should say I want clarification, but I don't want clarification. So he was doing that while on a work call. To yes. the work call? I mean, no, I think I think if I had to imagine what happened, I think they were like, OK, we're going to take a 10 minute break. Everybody's still logged on. And he apparently in the this Zoom election meeting got so worked up that he or saw somebody on the Zoom call and he thought, you know what, I'll just I got 10 minutes to kill. I got nothing better to do. I think I'll just, you know, tug one out. And uh, then things <laughs> but if he didn't log off, Jesse, you gotta log off, Jesse. <laughs> and, and here's what kills me, Jesse. Look, I'm I'm a uh, I'm a man in my 40s, right? Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I've my libido has slowed. I mean, I have I have to deal with a succession of young, shockingly young, extremely hot female lovers, right? Uh. 
It takes oh. it takes all I got, Jesse. I, I got to save I got to save up all my energy just to deal with these broads. So Jeffrey Tubin is sixty years old, and he gets that worked up on a Zoom call. That's what blows my mind. Like he's sitting there going, "Like I just got to handle it." So I'm like, "Bro, I mean, you're sixty years old. That's impressive, Jesse." I feel like I feel like I occupy different planets. Really, I, I that's what I, I don't understand. It, and here's the thing. I am not one to pass judgment, certainly on anybody right. for doing anything, anything of the sort. I'm, I'm the last one qualified to do so. But it's the on a work call thing that really floors me. It just it, it and look, I understand I am a degenerate and a bad person that would never pop into my head, though, on a work call. Right, and me and, and you and I have both uh, probably done shocking things to ourselves overseas, as you know, military men have been known to do <laughs> through time memorial. Uh, but you know, but uh, yeah, again, uh, time and place, bro. I mean, come on, everybody knows if you have to go into the Portageon in the Iraqi desert and uh, you know uh, do some uh, self relief, that's one thing. But on the Zoom call to many producers and New York media people, by the way. I mean, bro, you could probably wait, you know, till after that's done, but I don't know, man. I just can't get enough of it. And obviously this is like the most embarrassing thing ever. I mean, did you see OJ Simpson is even clowning on him? Ooh. Yeah, because yeah, so Jeffrey Tubin famously covered the OJ trial and wrote a book about the OJ trial. And so, you know, OJ and Tubin are intimately familiar with each other. So yesterday, OJ goes on Twitter wearing an Eagle Globe and Anchor U.S. Marine Corps shirt, I might add, which many people pointed out to me. But he is clowning on Tubin going, damn, Tubin, even Pee Wee Herman was in like an adult movie theater. And I'm like, bro, how bad do you have to have messed up when OJ Simpson is clowning on you? Oh, That is an odd phenomenon I've noticed. And I mean, for people who aren't on social media, O.J. Simpson, I mean, who everybody notoriously, the guy did murder two people, even tried yeah. to publish a book that basically said, you know, how I did it or or how yeah. I would have done it. The dude basically wrote a book to admit it, and they blocked it, is now active on social media. I don't mean he's just on there. He'll put out no. videos just with he opinions does. on things like he's a normal member of society. Yeah, he chimes in on the debates. It's funny. I've played a few of his clips on the podcast. He's like, hello, world. Here's O.J. Simpson. And when I'm not cutting two people's heads off, I like to provide political commentary. Yeah, he's uh, he's, he's a piece of work. But, yeah, dude, you, if O.J. is calling you out, you messed up bad. Uh, yeah, that's that. Boy, if that isn't where we are. All right, I did see 50 Cent endorse Donald Trump last mm, night. And, yes. of course, everybody on the right – was all, oh, this is unbelievable. This is really cool. And I was, I think the only person on earth who just rolled my eyes, I don't, we act like we all the time, these celebrities will come out and say these stupid, idiotic leftist things. And we're like, well, right. no one cares what they say. But then some has been rapper who hasn't put out a song anybody knows for 20 years comes out and supports the president. And everybody on the right is such a battered wife now. They're all, oh, right. this is so great. 100%. This, I, I don't understand that mentality. Explain yeah. that to me. Yeah, Jeff, you know what? And, and you know what? That's a great point. And you know what? I, exactly alike. It's exactly the same thing with Republicans and members of the media, right? Yep. Oh, so yeah. You, how, how often do you see them crush the left-wing media and the fake news and a bunch of liberals and everything else? But yet, if a New York Times article comes out where they don't call the Republican member in question like a, a, a Gestapo member, 
the, the Republicans are so proud and happy. And I'm like, wait a minute, you just crushed them all this fake news and a bunch of idiots and a bunch of know-nothings and 25-year-old bloggers. And then you go after them and you're like, oh, my God, Jake Tapper said something nice about me. My life is complete. I'm like, Jake Tapper is a complete fraud who, let's not forget, Jesse, heavily promoted the Brett Kavanaugh drunken gang rape ring conspiracy theory, and yet mm-hmm. he's considered this honored newsman. It makes me want to puke. Why? Same exact thing as the 50 Cent thing. They want, they crave approval from these people, and I've never figured it out. It's their biggest flaw, and that's Trump's biggest flaw, by the way, too. He crushes the fake news all the time, right? And yet, what does he do? He gets on a, he gets on hours-long phone call with Bob Woodward, who's looking to do nothing except sell a book crushing the guy all over the place. And yet Trump willingly plays along because he loves that coverage. He wants the New York Times to give him approval, and it's something I've never figured out. Something I've been, to that point, something I've been thinking about a lot lately is at some point Trump will be gone, we'll have a new GOP president again at some point, whenever that is, and he is going to be a bloodthirsty Genghis Khan animal. And he's going to be everything the media has acted like Trump is. Trump is not that. He's done a lot of good. He's not that at all. He's frankly carried the media industry on his back for four years with his absolute love of the press. But they're going to get a real one one day. One day they're going to get somebody who is the Trump caricature they've painted. Or, Or, Jesse, they get somebody who is like Mike Pence. You know, who's like the most boring guy on the planet and doesn't tweet and doesn't call them fake news. And they're going to try to maintain the hysteria. I've, I've mused about this often, like what it's going to be like post-Trump. And I, I wonder, like, I was like, you know, the media is going to try to, like, Shoot. maintain Hold on. Hold this on, level. BK. Hold on, BK. We went too long. Can you wait? Can you do another one today? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Hang on one sec. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. You need gold. You have to have a gold IRA. I, I, I'm not telling you to do anything wild or drastic. And don't ever listen to somebody who does tell you to do something like that with your money. Part of your portfolio needs to be a gold IRA. Not only will it grow, it's not as if it just sits there like like cash sitting on a shelf. It'll grow, but it's safe. It's safer than these stocks and bonds that grow and fall and grow and fall. And right now, we have a bubble. We know we have a bubble. Everybody acknowledges that. And here's the thing about bubbles. They pop. Go to Gold Alliance and get a gold IRA today. GoldAlliance.com slash Jesse. That's GoldAlliance.com slash Jesse. Go protect that money you've worked so hard for. We are back for one more run here with BK World News with BK. All right, BK. 
See, you and I, it sounds like we may have a difference in this. I think the GOP candidates, I think out of that field is going to emerge a bloodthirsty super assassin next time. You think it's going to go the other way and be a Mike Pence type. I do. I do. I I do. I think this is like, I think Trump was an anomaly. Uh, I think the smart thing to do is if you're running for like say city council or mayor somewhere in a you know small progressive town to set yourself apart from the pack the smart thing to do is say you know outrageous stuff a la trump because the media is going to hate you but the people will like you but what i think is going to happen is i think it's the the gop if they lose the election they're going to blame trump and they're going to be like okay we need we need to go back to our statesman who does nothing and they're going to pick somebody boring like mike pence and, uh, and they'll go from there. And Pence is not going to tweet, and he's not going to say outrageous things, and he's not going to call the fake news the enemy of the people. And everybody's going to applaud him and say how great he is. And then he'll be nice and boring. And the media is going to try to keep up their level of hatred, and they're just not going to be able to do it. It'll be like half-hearted at best, I think. That's just my opinion, though. Okay. What do you want? What do you want them to do? What would you rather see? Well, let me see. Um, I think we need to uh, – well, Jesse, as you know, I've been doing the debate specials where I provide live mm-hmm. hilarious commentary on our debates. And, you know, it's striking what does not come up. And I, I pointed them out numerous times. Like one, like one of the big ones, illegal immigration or and border security was not even a topic. Didn't even come up, Jesse. So the thing to me is I would like, I would like the presidential candidate – who talks bluntly about this stuff and in great detail. And that's one of my other beefs with Trump is he doesn't, he, he, he starts off good. He brings up the topic of say illegal immigration, but he doesn't like break it down and say like, this is why it's so important because he doesn't have like the attention span to do it. He quickly moves on to something else that he can crush the fake news with, which I love. Don't get me wrong. But I think, I would like to see a guy who's, who's got, who brings that fire, like you said. I would like to see that. I just don't see it happening because I think now the GOP is like going to be like gun shy a little bit because you know Trump is so he's very scary and mean, and they don't like that anymore. Do you think that only applies if he loses? What if he wins again? Because look, this is one of the things that floors me. I see all these nerd pundits on the GOP side. Uh-huh. It's like half our pundits are these lifelong goober nerds. And right. all they do is complain about Trump and Trump's style, and this is why he's losing. He's such an idiot. Oh, Trump's so stupid. Trump, t- Donald Trump is a billionaire with his name plastered all across yeah. things across the world, and now he's the president of the United States of America. Whatever else right. you think, he's doing okay. Right, and you know what? The Trump is Trump is a, is great. If he if he went, I'm fine with him. I'm going to vote for him again. I voted for him in 2016. The alternative was Hillary Clinton. Of course, I'm going to vote for him. So I'm going to vote for him again. Um, I don't know. I'm honestly not sure because he didn't. He hasn't really governed like a conservative. Now the real interesting part will be is if he loses Jesse, and what I predict is if he loses. I mean, imagine how great the tweets are going to be if he loses. And people think he's just going to go away. Dude, the rallies are going to continue if he loses. He's not going to stop. Clearly, that's his favorite part about being president, right? The rallies. <laughs> you know, basking in the, ad- basking <laughs> in the adulation, calling out the fake news, the lock her up chants, you know, all the, all the hits. And he's going to do all the hits and he's not going to go away. So he's going to overshadow stupid Joe Biden and whatever crazed left-wing kooky staff he assembles. And he's just going to over 
overshadow it all. So I, I look forward to that. So either way, to me, it's a win-win. We either get Sleepy Joe and get to watch him sliding into dementia, or we get Trump and uh, we get to watch the resistance completely melt down on election night. I mean, imagine the meltdowns, Jesse. I might not get off Twitter for like, you know, 72 hours straight because the meltdowns will be so, so good. Oh, my. Win. Oh, my. I'm going to have to find some kind of caffeine here and just I'll just yeah. be chugging monster energy drinks or something like that. because I'm not going to be able to let this go. Now, here's what will be an interesting dynamic. Trump. How he interacts with the next GOP nominee and president, because you're right, this is not a human being who's going to go away. Right. Yeah, that that should be interesting. And you know they're going to want the support from him, but they're also going to want to keep their distance because, again, they're all very – they're very scared of uh, Trump for some reason and then how he talks and he's very and he's very mean. And you know, Trump doesn't bother me the way he talks because all my uncles are from the East Coast. They're all like Jersey East Coast guys. They were exactly like him. You know, these big oafish guys who said really loud, inappropriate things all the time. And you're like kind of and you're kind of cringing, but kind of laughing at the same time. So, like, I'm totally used to guys like that. But, you know, we live in a society now, Jesse. It's, we're completely soft. And, uh, and, you know, nobody, everybody like, you know, just grasps their pearls. If they hear anything mean, it cracks me up. And Oh, by the way, Jesse, speaking of speaking to your earlier point about, uh, 50 cent, I was just scanning through Twitter while we're talking and ice cube, as you know, the famous rapper was another guy who's kind of not, um, who's kind of irritated with Democrats right now. Anyway, Eric Trump, the son of the president just tweeted out a picture of ice cube with 50 cent and saying, Hey, look at these two great Americans. You know what his thanks for that was? Huh. Ice Cube retweeting him going, N-word, please. <laughs> so, there, yeah. So there's your, th- there's your thanks for trying to get this. That's the thanks you get for trying to say, like, hey, these guys are with us over here. Yeah, so, BK, yeah. host of World News with BK. Go download it. it. See you, brother. Thanks, Jesse. <laughs> uh, fun with that guy. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen, and you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Uh, People, keep laughing. It's all we can do. That is going to be hilarious. It is a good point, BK, brought up. 
how Donald Trump conducts himself when he's no longer president, whether it be four years or eight years, because it is a certifiable fact. Before he was even thinking about running, Donald Trump was vocal and out there. Donald Trump is not going to retire to some quiet villa somewhere and just work on his memoirs. Donald Trump is going to be out there and the next GOP president or candidate for president is going to have to figure out how to get Trump on his side and keep Trump on his side. And we know how sensitive Trump can be to insults. You better not step out of line in an interview and blast him even half-heartedly or Trump's going to come for you both barrels and it's going to (laughs) hurt. All right. That's all. Jesse Kelly show your holster is way more important than you think it is it's just way more important than you think it is what look and I get that the holsters not the sexy part of carrying firearms right you want to talk about your weapon and your ammunition you, you want to talk about your safety training you want to talk about how you did at the range oh look at my groups I was doing these failure drills today and all that stuff's really important I mean really really important I'm not discounting that but I've known so many people who do all those things. They take all the necessary steps and then they carry with a holster they bought from a big box hunting store that was made a thousand at a time. Please don't put your life in one of those holsters. You need to trust Northwest retention systems because it's all custom made gear. It's the only thing I carry around. NWRetention.com. That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit labradorenergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit labradorenergy.com. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details.
The Tunnel to Towers Foundation supports America's greatest heroes, U.S. service members and first responders who die or are catastrophically injured in the line of duty and homeless veterans. The Foundation's Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs honor the sacrifices made for us by the men and women who risked their lives and bodies for our country and our communities. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America with over 80 runs walks and climbs a year and dozens of golf outings and barbecues. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute educates kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about America's darkest day while helping our nation keep its vow to never forget. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. Never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.